Season 4, Episode 3. Yes, do we ever have more stupidity. And it involves putting pantyhose over your head and blowing out a candle. Yeah, that's what we're doing nowadays. But at least it's not killing people. Anyway, well, I had a very productive weekend. Um, while my insane Florida nephew was doing his interior redecorating and, you know, sanding walls and painting and doing all kinds of manly stuff, um, I have been labeled a nerd by my insane Florida nephew because I did the same thing, except I did it on my computer. I put new, I, I, I rebuilt and redesigned my computer. I installed the new version of Ubuntu, and it is wonderful. I spent all day over the weekend getting it done. It's a, it's like a brand new computer, and it's all free. It's, it's like I can put a new operating system on my computer and not have to pay anybody for, for it, you know? And I get called a nerd. But you know what? I have a great new computer operating system with a fresh new look, and it's full of stupidity. I've been editing our podcast on it, and it, I think the podcast sounds even better as well. You big dummy, you big dummy, you big dummy. The stupid stories you're going to hear in this podcast are all true. And none of the names have been changed because, hey, you know, we've all done something stupid. It's my stupid world. I'm Insane Eric Lane. And I'm glad you've decided to poke your head inside to see what's going on. If this is your first time that you've listened to this podcast, you are a very brave soul. So, um, buckle up. This is the midweek bonus episode because I just have so much stupidity that I don't know what to do with all of it. So I have a bonus episode and now you get to have the benefit of it. Of course, in this bonus episode, I throw out stuff like uh, the you know Genius Awards for the Stupendous Stupidity, the Insane Week in Review that'll be coming up later on, kind of taking a, um, a very stupid look at current events. So I hope you like it. And if you do like it, please give it a rate and a review because this is five-star stupidity. And that means you need to give it at least a five-star rating and give us a, a review. I just might read it on an upcoming episode, okay? Besides, when you rate and review the podcast, it helps it to show up prominently in searches because, you know, because Lord, Lord knows people are out there desperately searching for stupidity, okay? You can also share the podcast on social media, because you want to share stupidity with your friends. And you can always subscribe. That way, it automatically comes to you and you don't have to go looking for it. And if you are listening and streaming it on your podcast player, why do you want to do that? Because what happens if you get into areas that you don't have good cell service or internet service? Then you get the buffering stuff going on. Well, download the podcast. That way you've got it right there on your podcast player and it, you can have uninterrupted stupidity. Yes, indeed. And here's a new trend that maybe you would try. My, my wife is always wanting to, you know, try new dating ideas. I, I don't know. Maybe this would be one I should, should try. I don't know. Could this be maybe a fun idea? Or are people just getting more stupid? The newest dating trend? 
rent a U-Haul together and hang out in the back of it. <laughs> How much does a U-Haul cost nowadays, huh? You no, know, people are doing it and they're posting videos on TikTok. Now, they usually get dinner and eat in the back, put an inflatable mattress in there and hang out or maybe do other things, you know? If this moving truck's a rockin', well, people like it because it's weird and it's unique. And it's also cheap if you don't drive too far. Now, actually, U-Haul's base rate is $19.95 a day plus mileage and gas. So if you don't have your own car, it is cheaper than renting one. Most people, you know, they'll instead opt for a big old box truck. But a couple in New York, well, they just went viral because they rented a U-Haul uh, pickup for their one-year anniversary. They bought a bunch of snacks and took it to a drive-in movie. Yeah, we have a few drive-in movies here in central Pennsylvania. Some guy in Fresno, California, may have started the trend, though, when he took his girlfriend on a pandemic date back in August of 2020. He rented a U-Haul for their first anniversary, put a mattress in it, decorated it with candles, and opened the back door. And then they had dinner next to a lake. Hmm. I could just see it now. You know, I'll come back to the house with this big, huge box truck U-Haul. You want to go out for a date in a U-Haul? <laughs> just, it's so stupid. I just might do it. And just get the look on her face. That would be the funniest thing. I don't know. It's something I might consider. So maybe it is a novel idea. And it's a stupid idea too, but it's still novel. Anyway, well, this is a pretty stupid story, especially for a Disney princess. This Disney princess got herself arrested for disorderly conduct outside Dayton, Ohio. Uh, the perp was Irene Bedard who provided the speaking voice for Pocahontas. Police saw Bedard arguing with another woman, and, and then she walked out into the street screaming without any regard for traffic. Police said that there was a strong odor of alcohol on Irene's breath, of course, but she claimed she hadn't had anything to drink that day. Now, uh, she did cop to downing a bottle of vodka the previous day, though, she was acting erratically, so they took her in. And apparently, Bedard has been spotted passed out in some bushes earlier in the day. But by the time the cops got there, she was gone. Bedard was also arrested twice over a three-day period back in 2020 on charges of assault, domestic abuse, resisting arrest, and disorderly conduct. Now, really, is that princess behavior? Hmm? Well, we have a new challenge for you. It's, um, yeah, I think it's, 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 is this a new TikTok challenge? I don't know. Yeah, it is. It's all over TikTok. It's called the Pantyhose Candle Challenge. <laughs> yeah, the Pantyhose, Pantyhose Candle Challenge. It's stupid and fun. And it won't kill you, which is why it's all over TikTok. Okay, here's what you do. And I, you won't see me doing this. You pull a pair of pantyhose over your head, then try to blow out a candle. Now, the funniest part of it is just how stupid your face looks all smashed inside the nylons. There's a video of a husband and wife trying it. And some women are having a blast on some, and one couple made a mini movie out of it. 
should try discovering new uses for pantyhose and candles. <laughs> Take the pantyhose candle. No, I don't know. Uh, it's always amusing, though, when millennials discover something that old schoolers like me basically grew up with. We talked about this earlier in a podcast episode earlier, but the New York Post claims millennials and Gen Z kids have been saving tons of money by canceling their pricey subscription services like HBO Max and Netflix and turning to antennas to get, well, get this, free TV. <gasps> what? What? I can get free TV? Really? Yeah, we, we talked about how this media company that owns about 60 TV stations has been airing instructional 30-second commercials on free TV and how to receive it over the air. So if you are a millennial, an antenna was that old rusty knife or kite-shaped thing that's on top of your parents' roof. You might have seen one on Stranger Things. Well, you can still buy antennas, not the ones maybe that your parents grew up with. No, these are digital antennas. You can get them on Amazon for about 30 bucks, and the Post claims you can pull in 50 to 100 channels. Yes, these are digital antennas. So therefore, uh, the digital signal is a bit stronger than the old analog signals. The nice thing about these new uh, digital antennas is you don't get snow on your TV. Now, I'm sure a lot of the Millennials and Gen Zers have no idea what I'm talking about, but if you're a baby boomer, you've watched your favorite TV show through snow and nearly ruined your eyesight. Okay, well, you won't be able to get ESPN because these are broadcast channels. You might also get other random nonsense you probably never heard of. So I guess the young folks can still watch all the shows they love on CBS. It's kind of hard to say how much of a trend this really is among millennials, but antennas are still a thing. The Consumer Technology Association reports that 8.5 million digital antennas were sold in 2021, and that's more than 40 million American households. That's one in three currently use an antenna. But sorry, no rabbit ears. <clears throat> now, that doesn't mean they use it exclusively. They might use it to enhance something they already have. Of course, the better play is canceling cable, <clears throat> if you haven't already, and grabbing an antenna if you think you might want to watch something live on a broadcast network. Now, that will save you a big chunk of money. Then you can keep one or two streaming services at a time. Just kind of rotate them every few months so that you don't have them all continuously. And if you're curious about what might come through in your area with an antenna, there is a, a website you can plug into at thefreetvproject.org. That's T-H-E, thefreetvproject.org. But just so you know, you do get what you pay for. So don't expect much. Or just spend your 30 bucks on a Roku or something. I mean, they offer free apps with decent content too. So anyway, 
<clears throat> yeah. Yeah, free TV. It's always been there. Yeah, really. Who'd have thought? <laughs> back to the future. Well, it could be back to the drawing board for this coffee shop who wants to come into Orange Beach, Alabama. But officials there are not happy about this local coffee shop because the business is named, and I quote, Badass Coffee of Hawaii. Now, the touristy beach city, they want to keep things family friendly, see? Now, the inspiration for the name actually comes from Hawaiian donkeys, which may have a generational reputation for being reliably strong and stubborn, thus earning the nickname Badass Ones. Now, as AL.com reports, the city of Orange Beach believes the business name is vulgar, and officials are calling on residents not to patronize it once it opens its first Alabama location. Here's actually the mayor of Orange Beach, Alabama, Tony Kennan, reacting to the coffee shop's name. We look at that in every way. There is absolutely nothing we can do about it. Believe me, it cheapens our neighborhood, it cheapens our community, and I won't ever buy a, cu a cup of coffee from bad, bad donkey co co coffee company ever. So I would hope the community wouldn't do the same thing. And I don't think we're prudes by any means, but you know there is no reason for any type of something I wouldn't want my eight or nine year old to see to be on a public sign in our town. It shows they have no respect for us, no respect for what we stand for, what we market, what our brand is. They're just here to make a buck. Now, city officials blasted the coffee company's name during a council meeting and said it was inappropriate for children. Ken and another council members reacted to a Facebook commenter who noticed the sign In God We Trust displayed in the council chambers and asked why the city praised for uh, for its Christian roots as allowing a coffee shop with profanity clearly in the title to be on display. Well, Chris Ruzelski, the senior vice president of marketing with the Royal Ahoa Royal Ahoa Franchise Company, that's the owners of the brand, said the name is not meant to be profane, but to show historical and cultural significance toward the donkeys who hauled coffee produced in Hawaii. He said, Badass Coffee of Hawaii honors the legends of the donkey in a new logo that was redesigned in 2020. He said the idea was to use the word ass with the word uh, ass referring to the biblical reference of donkey front and center in the brand's marketing. Uh, you know, I think of the Christmas song, you know, where ox and ass are sleeping. We sing that with no problem. Or Kenan said that he understands that the coffee shop's name is linked to donkeys, but he still doesn't like it and said that the city will not pursue enforcement action against the coffee shop, but are encouraging people don't drink the badass coffee. <laughs> kind of reminds me of, now this actually happened right here in the State College, Pennsylvania area. We had a great movie many years ago that starred Michael W. Smith. It was a Christian faith-based movie. I can't remember the name of it, but Michael W. Smith was in the movie. He was uh, supposedly the son of a pastor who was kind of a, kind of a rebel and um, kind of privileged. And um, I guess I don't know, he got into some trouble or something. And so his father, who was the senior pastor of the church, decided to teach him a lesson and made him serve as the music director for an inner city African-American church. And it was really kind of a good movie because it kind of taught the this, this, this uh, pastor's son a little lesson in humility. Well, there was a phrase in the movie where they used the word ass. 
And it was done, you know, keeping keeping the theme of the movie realistic, being in the inner city ghettos, right? And a local pastor here in the State College area would not go along in, in, with all the other churches in bringing the movie to be shown in State College because he did not like the word ass. So that movie was never shown in State College because of one pastor. Yeah, now they showed it in some of the other area towns. And I'm thinking, you know, this is what you call you know, walking over dollars to pick up a dime or whatever you want to call it. You know, I don't know. It's just people can be stupid. You know, they really can. And sometimes it's, it's just, it's just mind blogging. Anyway, well, any case, I personally would have a cup of badass coffee if they were to come to state college. So, hey, guys, bring your coffee here to Happy Valley. We'll take it. And, uh, yeah, it, it, to me, I think it's kind of original. I think it's kind of cool. But anyway, now, um, there are some things, though, that maybe teenagers nowadays having tr- are having trouble understanding origin, like the original and fake, such as the difference between real, original health messages and fake health messages that you see online. There's a new study that reveals that teenagers really can't tell the difference. They found more than... Four in 10 teens can't tell the difference between legitimate and phony online medical content. Now, the study comes at a time where health misinformation and disinformation continues to undermine public safety messages, such as vaccination campaigns. There has been an explosion of misinformation in the area of health during the COVID-19 pandemic, says the principal investigator, Dr. Radomir Masaryk of Corminius University. In a media release, Dr. Masaryk explains that untrustworthy online health messages are mostly incomplete and inaccurate. They can lead people to make poor health choices and take more risks and lose trust in government health authorities like the Centers for Disease Control and Prevention. Now, the study found uh, focused on teenagers as 71% of this age group use the Internet, making it easy for false information to filter throughout the groups of children and young adults. That's right. The kids, sometimes adults, don't know the difference in legitimate and illegitimate health advice. So, in other words, don't go Googling, you know, what your symptoms are online. It's probably not a smart thing to do. Yeah, anyway. Here's something that's not a very smart thing to do either. If you don't like something you bought at a store, ask for a refund. Don't set the place on fire. And if you're at a gas station, you know, there's always a chance for a fire, right? But I don't think they were planning on a fire quite like this. A guy in Detroit goes to this gas station. He wanted a pack of King Edward Cigar Sweet Swisher Sweets, those cigars they sell in gas stations. But when he lit one of them up, he didn't like the smell. Duh, it's a cigar. And Well, he thought the cigar has cologne in it or on it. So he goes to the clerk, tries to get his money back. Well, the clerk refused, like there's no cologne in the cigar. The clerk said the guy was actually wearing cologne. So the guy goes outside, fills up a bucket with gas, opens the door, dumps the gas inside, and lit the place on fire. Fortunately, the clerk was able to escape. Nobody was injured. Here's the store employee, Kareem Kassem, 
talking about the whole incident and how it all went down. He came talking to me about how he bought a uh, Swisher leaf before. He's like, to me, it's not good and everything, and it has cologne on it. I told him, maybe, boss man, you're the one that's wearing cologne. And he just threw it and lit it on. The first thing I tried doing is grabbing a fire thing, and I just tried twitching it off, nothing. The fire was just coming back up. I called 911, put the emergency button, and 911 came. And they saved us. Though the police have a suspect in custody, but they haven't released the name. As you might expect, the gas station suffered a severe torching. Frankly, I'm surprised the guy himself didn't get caught on fire as much cologne as he was wearing. You know, maybe the fumes could have ignited him. Well, I've not heard of this little term, but apparently it's a thing. There's a term called quiet quitting. Now, that term kind of blew up here recently. It's where you don't really quit, you just do less and stop trying so hard. Huh, it's kind of interesting because there's a few jobs I've actually done that because they suck. I just didn't know I was quiet quitting. Well, here's another term now that's trending. While you're busy quiet quitting, your boss might be quiet firing you. Now, this is not a new trend, it's just a new name. Other terms for it, it would include constructive dismissal or managing out. It's when your boss or your manager doesn't like you or wants you gone for whatever reason. But instead of firing you, they just micromanage you. They stop involving you or use passive-aggressive tactics to make your life miserable until you quit. Hmm. You know, I've worked for people like that. Yeah, I really have. Well, somebody asked for some real-world examples. Here's a few of the responses. A person's manager used to slowly reduce the hours of people he didn't like until they were eventually just never scheduled. Or an assistant's desk gets moved from an office to the corner of the copy room, and the office instead went to an intern. Or a manager kept adding more and more to a woman's workload until it was overwhelming, but... No one else got any additional work. Now, I took management classes as a minor in college, and that's not the way to do it. Just, I'm saying, okay? If you don't like somebody, then get rid of them. Just say, look, um, I'm not satisfied. I guess they're just afraid of being sued, I guess, nowadays. I don't know. But no, you're, you're, an, you're an idiot. You're stupid. If you manage people like that. If you do quiet firing, you're stupid. That's all there is to it, okay? You're just flat out stupid. I, I, it goes back to what I've said before, and I saw this on a meme somewhere on the internet. You don't quit a bad job, you quit a bad manager. And right there is your, is your proof. All right? No. i tell you what else is proof. Spare the rod, spoil the child, right? There's a biblical verse that talks about having a rebellious child, but the rod of correction will correct him. You're right. That's the you're applying the um, what do they call it? You're applying you're applying the board of education to the seat of knowledge. Well, the school district in Missouri has decided things were much better back in the day when kids were allowed to be spanked. I got spanked a few times. Yeah, I did. We had a teacher in our fifth and sixth grade class who had a wooden paddle, and it was renowned. Yes, it was Mrs. Satterfield's paddle. 
and it had nail holes driven in it. So when it struck the backside, it left a little sting. Yes. Well, the school board in Barry County, Missouri, approved a new corporal punishment policy and notified parents that the decision would be put to a vote. Parents are being asked if they would like to opt their child in or out of the program, which the county allegedly plans to administer on a case-by-case uh, -case basis. Reprimanding kids by, quote, swatting the buttocks with a paddle is constitutional and legal in the state of Missouri. Yeah, that's how they show you. Now, does the show me state? I'll show you. Now, well, anyway, people, they say, they say we've, we've had people actually thank us for this, according to the superintendent, Marilyn Johnson, who was talking to the Springfield News Leader. The board has planned for the paddling to only be administered by a principal at the school with a witness and never in front of the children. That happened to, in, in, whenever I was a kid. I mean, I remember, like in, in like in, in elementary school, you know, we would be, um, you know, if you don't behave, you're going to the principal's office. And if you went to the principal's office, you were going to get a paddling. And it was the secretary that witnessed the paddling there in the principal's office back in the in the back room. You went back into the back room. You know, I'm, I'm speaking from experience here. You go back into the back room and you've got the, 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 the office assistant that comes back. Mrs. Parker went to Mrs. Jones. Mrs. Jones was the principal. And, and by the way, what they said when I was in grade school, they had an electric paddle. And that scared the crap out of the little kids. You know, we don't want to go, we don't want Mrs. Jones' electric paddle. Yeah. Now they're bringing the paddle back. Yes. Can you imagine a principal threatening the kids with an electric paddle nowadays? That just would not go well. Well, Surprisingly, those on social media would probably be appalled to hear us say these things, but the majority of the people I've run into have been supported, says Principal Johnson. It's currently unclear how many parents are going to opt in, but the county could be having a final vote pretty soon. Maybe it's time to get to the store for those back-to-school sales on paddles. School is back in session, and so is corporal punishment. So come to Cole's Back to School Paddle Sale. Our paddles come in all shapes and sizes to spank your kid with style. Bedazzle your paddle with jewelry and glitter. Or get one that leaves the imprint of your favorite sports team logo. Ow! Go Cowboys! So whether you want to be beaten by Barbie or your favorite Marvel superheroes, your paddle will put some fun and physical discipline. It's Cole's Back to School Paddle Sale. Buy one today and get a free Paw Patrol dunce cap. Hmm. Should teachers really be spanking their students? Yeah, I don't know. These days, it's likely to turn them on. <laughs> I mean, the last time I heard the phrase swatting the buttocks with a paddle, I was on my honeymoon. Well, it's probably not a good idea to perform a dance routine during a sobriety test, unless you're specifically asked to. There's a 38-year-old woman in Florida named Amy Harrington who was arrested after she rear-ended another vehicle. The cops said she smelled of alcohol, but she refused a breathalyzer. So they had her do a field sobriety test. Uh, police footage of the arrest was just released, and the, in the video, we see Amy struggling to walk in a straight line, but then tries to impress the cops by performing an Irish dance routine. 
including some drunken pirouettes. One of the coach, one of the officers asked her to stick to the instructions, and she says, Oh my God, you sound like my effing ballet coach. <laughs> she also called the whole thing ridiculous and said she should just be allowed to go home. Well, she wasn't. She was cuffed and charged with DUI. Oh, and uh, in case you're wondering, it wasn't her first one. She was also arrested after refusing a breathalyzer test three years earlier. Now, let me see. She tries to beat a DUI test by doing a ballet dance. Well, and it didn't work. Jeez, I didn't see that one coming. Of course, I know I'm as shocked as you are. The police are actually still pulling people over. Oh, well, I mean, this woman was absolutely hammered. So I guess the Irish dancing makes a little more sense. You know, she was doing an Irish folk dance, but now I guess she's going to be dancing to Jailhouse Rock. You know, everybody has a little stupidity in their world, and frankly, I would like to hear about it, okay? If you've maybe got a great stupid story from your stupid world, maybe you just want to respond to one of mine. I'd like to hear about it. Let me hear from you. You can contact me easily just by email at shoutout at insane, E-R-I-K-L-A-N-E, or if you got a question or a comment about something that you've heard on the podcast or something that Pancho Guerro has said on the podcast, or maybe you just want to tell me of some firsthand experience of some stupidity you've encountered, well, let me know. I want to hear from you. I might uh, even use your comments on an upcoming episode. So record a message for me at podcast.insaneericlane.com and uh, give me your feedback, okay? Um, and by the way, if you haven't done so already, and I just can't imagine why you haven't already, follow me on social media. You can look me up on Facebook or Twitter by searching out the handle Insane, E-R-I-K-L-A-N-E. And now, from the news desk of Insane Eric Lane, it's The Week in Review. Anthony Fauci announced he's stepping down as director of the National Institute of Allergy and Infectious Diseases at the end of the year. But don't get too excited, because if this is anything like masks or vaccine mandates, he'll probably change his position 10 times between now and then. He'll also be stepping down as President Biden's chief medical advisor. But that's okay, because Biden has no idea he even has a chief medical advisor. And according to a new whistleblower complaint, Twitter executives attempted to deceive regulators about major security problems that make users' personal information vulnerable to hackers. And the complaint was sent in 280 characters or less. This would normally be a huge deal, but people are already actively giving their personal information away with every download of TikTok. According to a new study, children who skip breakfast are more likely to exhibit behavioral problems. Hey, look, who funded this study? Tony the Tiger and Toucan Sam? Well, actually, researchers in Spain found that youngsters who consume a healthy meal at home each morning display better mental well-being than those who do not eat. 
course, the word healthy is a problem. Yeah, you know, the average American breakfast contains enough sugar to kill a Spanish fighting bull. A new federally funded health survey finds that more young Americans are smoking marijuana than ever before, which is absolutely fantastic news for the people that run a Taco Bell. The study conducted by the University of Michigan for the National Institutes of Health found that 43% of adults ages 19 to 30 years old smoked cannabis at some point in the previous year. So, if you thought home prices were super high then, you should see the people inside. Employees of an Israeli bank were sent fleeing down corridors as a bull charged through the building. And you thought the running of the bulls only occurred in Spain. Well, the incident took place at a bank Lumi branch in Lod, southeast of Tel Aviv, and lasted a half hour before the bull's owner arrived and a vet was called in. I know you think I'm lying, but there's video footage to prove that this ain't no bull. A local TV station in Atlanta severed ties with a political analyst who quipped about former President Trump's looming orange face, which is totally justified because this is extremely discriminatory against Oompa Loompas. It's uh, two years past the election, people, and folks are still using orange face to be funny. This failed comedian better be careful or he's going to end up hosting a late night talk show. A video of a man at Yankee Stadium biting off the tips of a hot dog and using it as a straw in his beer has gone viral. Now, this man achieved nearly the impossible. He somehow created an even worse straw than the ones made out of paper. Many think it's rather odd that he didn't just eat the wiener, but it's not totally unusual to just enjoy the tip. President Biden announced a much-anticipated student loan forgiveness program so that celebratory noise that you hear is art history majors taking a break from their Starbucks shift to bang pots and pans. Americans are poised to foot nearly a $300 billion deal to forgive thousands in federal student loan debt and extend a repayment pause to next year. $300 billion? Jeez. Yeah, you'd think those receiving student loan forgiveness were Ukrainians or something. Authorities released roadside footage of House Speaker Nancy Pelosi's husband slurring his words following a drunken crash in California. It's the most embarrassing footage featuring a Pelosi since the last time Nancy opened her mouth at a press conference. The guy looked incredibly hammered. On a scale of one to Nancy, he was probably an eight. According to a new study, keeping up with the latest news can be bad, very bad for your health. In fact, well, that's obvious to anyone who's got friends or family watching CNN. But researchers at Texas Tech University found that Americans who obsessively follow the news are more likely to suffer from both physical and mental health problems. It turns out watching news about the president will make your brain malfunction more than his. A new study is urging people over the age of 85 to start walking for at least 10 minutes every day in order to live even longer. But given the current state of the world, everybody over 85 is like, nah, we're good. It's good to encourage older people to walk. You just got to make sure you watch them, you know, because they might not come back. San Diego Zoo has welcomed a baby southern white rhino into the family. 
And as soon as the rhino was born, he was asked to check his privilege. <clears throat> the zoo revealed the birth in a social media post, and, well, the rhino sex tape now is on OnlyFans. There's a new kind of record at the pump, and, well, it's the kind that you'll like. Gas prices have dropped 71 days in a row. <laughs> now, the only pain we're feeling at gas stations is on our stomachs after consuming that molten lava nacho cheese sauce. But look, in reality, the price is still pretty high, as the national average for regular gas is still about $3.88 a gallon. It's amazing that gas has been this expensive for so long, and still nobody wants to drive a Prius. <laughs> There's still, still a lot of pressure, though, on Joe Biden to boost production of fossil fuels, but he's kind of in a tough spot, you know, because it's hard to support fossil fuels when you're a fossil. A live-action King Kong series is currently in the works at Disney+. Plus. <laughs> Whoever thought this was a good idea must be smoking a King Bong. Now, the live-action series will focus on the origins of King Kong and the mysteries of his home, Skull Island. Everybody wants to know how he got so large. And I'm not talking about his banana. The Phoenix Suns announced that they're bringing back the Sunburst uniforms, first worn by the 1992-93 team. So now they'll look super cool when getting bounced early from the playoffs. <laughs> These jerseys are absolutely awesome, really. I mean, unlike the team, they won't disappoint the fan base at all. First Lady Jill Biden tested positive for COVID-19 again in an apparent rebound case just weeks after President Biden also suffered a rebound case. This is, this is so odd, especially for the Wizards fans in D.C. who aren't used to this much rebounding. <laughs> the President and First Lady have now had COVID four times in a month. <clears throat> there hasn't been a Biden testing positive like this since Hunter's last STD panel. Researchers discovered that parents who consume too much digital media for relaxation end up engaging in negative parenting practices, such as uh, yelling at the kids. So next time you see a parent on Twitter or Instagram, just know they're going from screaming or from scrolling to screaming. I don't think, though, that there's really anything to worry about, frankly. I mean, no, nobody's Nobody's spending more time on iPads than little kids in restaurants. And a frisky orangutan at a zoo in Thailand was caught groping a woman's chest just weeks after the smiling ape pulled a similar stunt on another woman. Talk about some serious monkey business. Yeah, video shows the moment the cheeky primate wraps his arms around a 27-year-old tourist and touches her boobs at the safari world in Bangkok. This guy puts the curious in Curious George. And Ozzy Osbourne revealed that he once promised himself to never take acid again after finding himself in an hour-long conversation with a horse in the middle of a field. <laughs> Jeez. I mean, I knew Ozzy was wild back in the day, but not this unstables. Yeah, if somebody else told you the story, you'd think that it was made up. But in this case came straight from the horse's mouth. Yeah. Actually, Ozzy also says he's going to move back to England because he doesn't want to, quote, die in crazy America. I don't know. It sounds like the Black Sabbath singer is being a little paranoid. Ozzy calling America crazy. 
is incredibly ironic. You know, let's just say that that statement makes him sound a little batty. Seattle Mariners rookie George Kirby set a major league record by throwing 24 straight strikes to start a game against the Nationals. Seattle fans were truly shocked because they're used to being on the wrong side of history. He actually topped the mark previously set by Joe Musgrove for the Pittsburgh Pirates in 2018, but the Pirates are fine with it because, well, they always wind up getting beaten. The Biden administration announced it will nominate an ambassador at large for the Arctic, raising the profile of American policymaking for the region. Sadly, though, President Biden just found out that he can't give the gig to his number one choice, Frosty the Snowman. There's a ton of white powder in the area, so maybe the obvious pick would be Hunter. According to a new poll, one-third of pet parents have more photos of their furry friends on their phones than of their own kids or significant others. And the other two-thirds have photos of their furry friends and none of their kids or significant others. Now, the poll also finds that the average owner takes over 400 pictures of their pets every year. But at least the hairy animal in your wife's camera roll is not some dude she met on Tinder. Instead of giving first dates a peck on the cheek, Google program manager Devin Lokes reportedly gives them an online exit survey to rate his performance. <laughs> Unlike the Google selection, I highly doubt this man ever says, I'm feeling lucky. Officials at a Pennsylvania school district are allowing the Satanic's Temple to host a back-to-school event at a high school. And all the parents now can say is, what the hell? Parents at the Northern York School District are so annoyed, mainly because if they wanted their kids to learn about hell, they just bring them to Philadelphia. Authorities in Catalonia, Spain are now urging women to swim topless in order to fight gender discrimination. But most of us thought they were advocating for topless swimming, so these women always have flotation devices. You never have to worry, though, about icebergs near Spain, but now you got to watch out for those breasticles. South Korean scientists claim worm burgers mixed with sugar could be the key to solving world hunger. But people who want questionable meat at a cheap price will just continue hitting up McDonald's. The less-than-ideal grub would mash up mealworms and beetle larvae along with a bit of sugar to create, quote, meat. I don't know about you all out there, but this story really bugs me. The gang, the gang from Sesame Street is coming from TV to the stage in the form of Sesame Street the Musical! <laughs> Yeah, the musical is definitely a perfect choice for Bert and Ernie. Yeah, people can't wait to see Big Bird, or as he's called these days, Plus Size Bird. Britney Spears celebrated the release of her new duet with Elton John titled Hold Me Closer by publishing yet another nude photo. Now, the only thing most men are holding closer is a bottle of Vaseline. Britney says, hello, Sir Elton John. We are like number one in 40 countries. But most people who've actually heard the song say it's more like a steaming pile of number two. Seattle Seahawks coach Pete Carroll has named Geno Smith as the starting quarterback for the season opener. And uh, 
You thought the rain in Seattle made people depressed? Carroll said that Smith gives the Seahawks the best chance to play great football right off the bat. In fact, uh, he said this with a straight face is the fact that now he's, he's, he's earning him the best actor considerations for the Oscars. Yeah. Hillary Clinton has backed Finnish Prime Minister Sana Marin by sharing a throwback picture of herself drinking beer and dancing in Colombia, which also happens to be Hunter Biden's favorite party spot, but for a different reason. Not seen in the photo, though, is Bill Clinton, uh, but that's mostly because, well, nobody wanted to take pictures at the brothel down the street. And more than one-third of Americans agree that the aches and pains associated with traveling have kept them from traveling even further when going on vacation. Turns out airline travel is a pain in the butt in more ways than one. The poll of about 2005 adults found that 67% of Americans desperately need to move around and stretch after they arrive at their destination. But the only thing they do is stretch their arm across the all-inclusive open bar. According to a new survey, one in three people would dump a dating partner who eats in bed. So think about that before you whip out your banana, okay? It turns out eating in bed is a big no-no. Unless, of course, you're eating... Well, I'll just stop myself right there. (laughs) Texas Democrat Beto O'Rourke, who's running for governor, announced that he was recently diagnosed with a bacterial infection, which isn't too crazy because most people in Texas refer to him as a disease. Yeah. He also said that some campaign events have been postponed due to the illness. And that's absolutely horrendous news for those seven people that planned on attending. Elizabeth Warren says she has grown, quote, very worried that the Federal Reserve's recent interest rate hikes would, quote, tip this economy into recession. But Liz has nothing to fear because... Her bank account is loaded with a plenty of wampum. <laughs> About 52 million tickets allowing people to use local public transportation across Germany for just seven euros or dollars per month were sold over the summer, which is nuts because Americans pay way more and have to watch homeless guys whip out their bratwursts. And finally, Tampa Bay Buccaneers quarterback Tom Brady was revealed as the best player in the NFL, as voted on by his peers. But look, I probably need to hold off on making the official announcement until the NFL receives those mail-in ballots. Well, these players have so much respect for Tom at a, the time that he feels like their father sometimes, you know? But that's also because he's old enough to be their father. You can really get up close and personal by interacting with the podcast and get the real-time updates and a little of the uh, articles from the stupid stories that you hear when you join Insane Eric Lane's Stupid World Telegram channel. I'll be posting links to the stories that I read here on the episodes. You are able to read the actual articles, see the pictures, look at the videos, make comments about what you have actually seen or read or even heard about, and even share some of your own stupid stories with uh, everybody in the community. 
Visit t.me slash insane Eric Lane. That's t.me slash insane E-R-I-K-L-A-N-E. And you get a preview of the channel, and there's also an opportunity to just download the, the Telegram Messenger right there from the preview channel right to your device, desktop or mobile, for Windows, Linux, Android, or Apple. And also you can interact with me as well on social media. Follow me at insane E-R-I-K-L-A-N-E on Facebook or Twitter or visit the website at insaneericlane.com. Underneath this genius, I'm simply a human. It's like a caveman thing or something. And now this week's Genius Award. And in this week's Genius Awards, cameras were rolling in a Buckingham, Florida neighborhood when someone stole a porta potty from a construction site. The incident happened on Innsdale Street, where neighbors said construction projects are booming in the area. It's why no one questioned the person who loaded the portable toilet on a lift and drove off. Steve Mammon lives on the street and was able to track it down. I take the dog for a ride on the golf cart every afternoon, and after that we discovered it was gone, I noticed it at a different site, says Mammon. The toilet was dumped on an empty lot across from a worksite about a block away from where it was taken. Mammon says he may know why it was borrowed. They didn't have a porta potty, so they couldn't get an inspection without a porta potty, so they just came and nabbed this one, says Mammon. The property owner and builder made contact with the porta potty company, who was able to replace what was taken and retrieve what was stolen. Imagine having to deal with a stolen porta potty. This situation totally stinks. Literally. Stealing a porta potty from a construction site, particularly disturbing, frankly, mainly because they're full of, you know what, more so than the average politician. And then there is this a pair of Texas women were caught stealing 460 gallons of fuel from a 7 Eleven gas station as fuel thefts continue across the country amid high gas prices. Now, the incident happened in Grapevine, Texas, where police were called to the 7-Eleven for a reported theft in progress. The driver parked next to a pump sped away as soon as the officers arrived. Officers were able to track down the vehicle and capture the two thieves. Police said that the women, later identified as 28-year-old Annabelle Calado Cruz and 47-year-old Lisandro Campagna Fruto, confessed to using a device to steal the fuel. They're accused of taking 460 gallons of fuel that morning in Grapevine, Amanda McNew, the Grapevine Police Department, told Fox 4 Dallas-Fort Worth. Police said the duo had attached a device to the pump to steal diesel fuel. Officers found a 250-gallon tank in the bed of their pickup, evidence that this was their second trip to the gas station that morning. So both women were arrested and charged with engaging in organized criminal activity. Yeah, they stole 460 gallons of fuel from a 7-Eleven. Now I guess they're going to be facing 7 to 11 years. <laughs> That's a lot of gas, folks. But still, the best way to get gas at 7-Eleven? Ordering those two-day-old hot dogs. Or how about this one? A woman starts... A three-year prison sentence after attempting to hack her husband's penis off while he was asleep. The court heard how 43-year-old Jimmy Nglubli from Capri Moposhi in Zambia 
woke up at midnight with a sharp pain to his groin. He saw his 37-year-old wife, given Chileufia, standing over him with a bloody knife and threatening to kill him. The couple had gone to bed after a fight in which Chileufia had accused her husband of cheating on her. She had then awakened in the night and decided to take her revenge. Jimmy called his brother, who took him to the hospital, where the worst of the damage was repaired. Local police were also able to notify Chilufa, who was then taken into custody. In court, the magistrate sentenced Chilufa to three years behind bars for unlawfully wounding her husband. Chilufa begged the court for leniency, but the magistrate maintained that by attacking and wounding her husband as she did, she had shown clear intent to kill him. Stuff like this happens just way too often, you know? You never hear about a dude super gluing a lady's whisker biscuit. I've never had this problem, though. See, my tallywhacker tends to hide up around my spleen at night and only comes out whenever I wake up. What, TMI? Anyway, <laughs> what about this? Flagler County deputies arrested a man near Tampa, Florida, who they say allegedly tried to choke one of his relatives during a fight over a toaster oven. The argument eventually escalated into a full-blown knockdown dragout with 29-year-old Andrew Buckley knocking the victim over, punching him, biting him on the neck, and then wrapping his arm around the family member's throat to choke him, according to deputies. A female relative saw the fight and tried to get Buckley to stop by yelling at him and trying to pull him off. Fearing for the victim's life, the woman took a knife and stabbed Buckley in the back to get him to stop, according to the sheriff's office. Deputies said the victim also was stabbed in the shoulder with the same knife, but was expected to recover. Buckley fled the home before deputies arrived. However, he was arrested after canine deputies tracked him to another home. The Flagler County Sheriff said Buckley has had an extensive criminal history. This guy has been booked at the Green Roof Inn six times since January 2021, says Flagler County Sheriff Rick Staley. Four of those bookings are domestic violence related. He needs to get off drugs and control his anger. I commend the family member for stopping the attack before someone was killed or seriously injured. Proving, once again, to not try stopping a tweaker when he's trying to make pizza rolls. This was definitely a case where stabbing someone in the back isn't really a bad thing. And you got to check this one out. A 52-year-old Michigan man who was found by police hiding in a porta potty earlier this year has admitted to robbing the Dearborn Federal Savings Bank. Charles Woolery entered a guilty plea in federal court to a charge of bank robbery in connection to the incident. Now, prosecutors accused Woolery of allegedly holding up a bank teller by handing her a note and motioning to his hip that he had a weapon on him. The note demanded that the teller smile and put money into a bag or else he would, quote, kill everyone. The teller complied and handed Woolery a bag containing $1,690 before Woolery fled the scene. Police eventually caught up to Woolery in a porta potty located in the parking lot of the Hampton Inn on Michigan Avenue. Police found the black ski mask he was allegedly wearing during the robbery and the cash stuffed in the front pocket of a hooded sweatshirt he was wearing. This case shows that violent criminals can run, but they can't hide 
no matter where they may go, says U.S. Attorney Don Eisen. The federal authorities appreciate the assistance and the partnership of the Dearborn Police Department. Willery is now scheduled to be sentenced and now could be facing up to 20 years in prison for the bank robbery charge. Yeah, he handed the bank teller a note and then hid in a porta potty. I guess you can call that a I'm hiding in the John letter. Yeah, what a stupid imbecile. The only thing that stinks more than his decision making skills is that porta potty. And you'll never believe this one. In Asheville, North Carolina, police are investigating reports of a naked man trying to break into several West Asheville homes in the early morning hours. One homeowner says, when I woke up at around five, I had some notifications from my ring doorbell. Now, this guy asked not to be identified, was talking to News 13. The homeowner said, it's not uncommon for animals to show up on his doorbell cameras, but he was troubled to see something else on his camera. He says, a naked gentleman approached my house at 3.30 or 3.44 in the morning, appearing to be masturbating, and he was looking into my windows, and then he left and walked off. Now, in the video shared with News 13, you can see the man walking around the front of the house, eventually coming up to look in the windows, even trying to open the front door. It's terrifying. In the middle of the night, says the homeowner, if that door had been unlocked, this gentleman would have come into my home and, well, I don't know what would have happened next. The incident happened between 3.45 and 4.30 in the morning. The homeowner also says multiple neighbors reported the same man outside of their doors and windows about the same time. The homeowner filed a report with the Asheville Police Department, and at this time, police, they don't have any additional information to release about the incident. Of course, is it so hard for me to believe that peeping toms are still a thing? How do these pervs not know that there's Pornhub, huh? How does a man even keep his soldier at attention, all while running around houses, bum-rushing folks' porches and trying to keep an eye out for the cops? I just don't get it. Okay, one more. An Ohio man is facing multiple charges after police said he stole a forklift and drove it down I-385 in Greenville County, South Carolina. According to the Simpsonville Police Department, an officer responded at around 7.49 p.m. to Lowe's Home Improvement in reference to a grand larceny in progress. Once officers arrived at the scene, they were informed by dispatch of a forklift traveling down Grandview Drive. However, the officers saw the forklift being driven down I-385 southbound, heading against traffic. Police then located the forklift after he took a detour, using lights and sirens in an attempt to get the forklift driver to pull over, but the driver did not. Officers said the driver continued on and eventually the forklift came to a stop in the Target parking lot, according to the police. They were then able to identify the driver as 34-year-old Devin Christopher Paulus of Westfield, Ohio. According to the police report, Paulus was very intoxicated and did not believe he had stolen the forklift. Paulus told police that he had only borrowed the forklift because the keys were still in the ignition. Paulus was charged with public intoxication, grand larceny more than $10,000, grand larceny more than $42,000, but less than $10,000, and strong-armed robbery. He's currently being held in the Greenville County Detention Center 
on over a $50,000 bond. This guy is clearly a moron. But tell me you haven't thought about snatching a piece of heavy equipment at least once in your lifetime. No? Just me? They can't prove that he wasn't just borrowing the dang thing if they wouldn't have shown up. You know, old construction boy Chris here may have taken it right back to where he got it from, you know? Jeez. Talk about overreacting. Anyway. Well, if you like the podcast, please rate and review it with a five-star rating because this is five-star stupidity, people. And if you write a really stupid review of the podcast, I just might read it on my upcoming episodes. Rating and reviewing the podcast helps it to show up prominently in searches for those that are desperately searching for stupidity. And don't forget to share the podcast on your social media feeds since you don't want to be known for being stingy with your stupidity. And how about this little hack? Try subscribing. That's right. That way you can get your stupid fix every time new episodes are published to your podcast player. And another little hack, download every episode because then you can listen to this podcast buffer free if you don't have adequate internet or cell coverage. And by the way, a little tip for no extra cost. If you're looking for a really good podcast app, let me recommend Podcast Addict. It's available at your app store. It's free or they've got a couple of paid versions. But either way, it is amazingly customizable. Don't forget, besides this podcast, there are two podcasts every week besides this midweek bonus episode. We've got the regular weekend episode that features Pancho Guero, my insane Florida nephew. I rolled my R's again, didn't I? It's Pancho Guero. Pancho Guero. Not Guero. It's Pancho Guero. We've got stupid stories from Florida and beyond. Pancho also answers questions from people seeking to tap his sage wisdom. Such deep wisdom for a boy of just 31 years old. Anyway, they ask Pancho about some of life's biggest questions. You can play along with Pancho in the weekly round of the Insane Game Show. And not only that, you can interact with me and the podcast when you download a really cool app called Telegram Messenger. And on that, you can join the Insane Eric Lane Stupid World channel. I post all kinds of links to some of the stupid stories you hear in every episode. You can follow those links. You can comment about what you've read or what you've heard about on the podcast. You can even share those stupid articles with your friends. It's like an enhanced way to interact here. You can preview this uh, channel and get a link to download this remarkable telegram messenger at t.me slash insane Eric Lane. That's t.me slash insane E-R-I-K-L-A-N-E. The app is available in desktop or mobile versions with platforms for Windows, Linux, Android, or Apple Oh, by the way, you can also follow me on social media with the handle at Insane Eric Lane on Facebook or Twitter, or just go to the one-stop shop for everything at my website at InsaneEricLane.com. And I have this week's verbal meme to leave you with. The nice part about living in a small town is that when you don't know what you're doing, someone else does. If you think I have written all the stuff that goes into this podcast, 
you're giving me way too much credit. No, I have to give credit to a talented bank of writers that I rely on for most of this stupidity. I haven't got enough hours of the day to go scoping out all the stupidity that's out there, so I have to give props to Mr. Laugh's Comedy and Ad Large Media, Premier Prep, Wise Brother Media, the Universal Comedy Network, and Pulse of Radio at the United Stations Radio Network. Thanks for sticking it out through my stupid world. And if you're feeling a bit crazy, I hope you'll follow me on Facebook or Twitter at Insane Eric Lane and visit InsaneEricLane.com. And if you're feeling a bit insane and want to make your own podcast, you can do it with Anchor, the easiest way to make a podcast ever. The only platform where you can publish to major podcast outlets like Apple Podcasts and Google Play Music with a single tap of a button on your phone. Whether you're capturing your own voice, taking call-ins from listeners, conducting remote interviews with anyone, or broadcasting full-length songs from Apple Music or Spotify. Available today for iOS and Android, and it's 100% free, entirely mobile, and so easy to use that literally anyone can make a podcast, even me. Find out more at anchor.fm.